This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espanation and Once Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 195, It Was the Worst of Ties. Yeah, I, I, it really is. I mean, how can how can you just explain that, right? Like, that, that tie is worse than the fact that Pat's trying to beat a monster in a video game before he really gets into the podcast. Yeah, a rook high. The officiating was scary looking to whatever he's killing right now. Well, no, it's an orc, true. so I guess the referee's worse. Pat, would yeah. you rather be killing a, a ref or uh, an orc monster? Oh, still an orc monster, you know, because they're, they're not human. They don't deserve rights or anything. Are you sure the ref didn't? Was wasn't actually an orc monster. It could he could have the way he played, the way he officiated. It's true, he may have been an orc monster in disguise. The way he refed that thing, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Alejandro Grenada. I think how you say his last name. Maybe was I don't it, know. Mario Grenada. Maybe. Whatever. I stuck with names. Everybody knows this. Um. And you know what? He doesn't deserve his name. No, <laughs> no, you're right. He doesn't. You should butcher it. <laughs> he who should because be all over the field, he was a mess. Um, so I, I, let me before we actually get into the game, let me let's let's just run down a list of plays that were just terribly called. Um, well, I, Kamar th- Lawrence, I thought that was going to be some of our dislikes, really. <laughs> oh, okay. If we're going to do that, yeah. Okay, we can just do the dislikes then. So yeah, two two draw in LA. At least get the real point. Dislikes. Pat, you're up first. What did you dislike about this one? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I hate to say it, but it's a not unlike, you know, I, I try to stay away from the refs and everything generally. Uh, but, yeah, this is horribly. It was horribly uh, refereed. And, you know, what? MLS has since come out and actually said it was poorly refereed, said that, Lorena, I mean, Lorena Quitz got a one-game ban, one ban for his tackle on Perinel, which means that should have been a red card. Um, you know, they, obviously the keeper pulled Verone down at the very end. It should have been a penalty kick. I mean, there are so many things that should have went the Red Bull's way um, that probably would have resulted in, th- uh, in three points. I mean, it doesn't excuse the breakdown. It absolutely does not excuse the breakdown from being two goals up. But um, three points was there for the having, and they certainly were hurt by it. Well, here's what you say. Yeah, I mean, they did melt down, but you lose Demi Paranel. Then you use Connor Lade, and who has to come in? Sal Zizo. Mm-hmm. What does Sal Zizo do? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, you know, they had to use three substitutes. Uh, you know, the third one right in the beginning of the second half, and then you just have tired legs out there in L.A. I, I can't, I mean, you want to get on them for dropping a 2 nothing lead, but when they had two penalty kicks taken away, two, two, I'm sorry, very, very clear PKs taken away. I'm- I think both of them was when it was 2-1 also. So imagine if yes, it was. one of them. Yep. You salt that game away. And, and the one uh, on Verone was right, what, in stoppage time? Like right almost near the death? Yeah. A minute left or whatever it was? That's un... 
unbelievable. How do you, how do you, it was the same play twice. Yeah, yes. You mess up the first call. I want to say worse words, but I'm trying to keep it nice here. You know, you blow the first one, and then the second one's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. If you let that first one slide, he does the same thing again, and you don't call it again. And where's the sideline official? Where's any other official? Mm-hmm. To go, dude, PK. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't believe it. Yep. I mean, I guess I guess my dislike is just the straight up injuries that now you lose Connor Lade, uh, who is clearly going to become that starter uh, for the season, and Parnell's gone for uh, not quite the season, but oh my God, the the, the stretch run here. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, it. I I feel like part of the problem was the midweek game, not because, you know, J- Marsh did play some younger guys, but it's just to think the fact that that game happened and some of the guys that got hurt had played in that game, and I think it's just unfortunately the schedule congestion, right? Because we had a very busy June and July, we have a busy August, and then fairly busy September because of CCL. Unfortunately, it's just weird. Right, you know, like all this happens, and of course, I think the question is going to be asked: Why was it? Or because honestly, I haven't even paid attention to Twitter, but like, why was Wright Phillips out there at the beginning of the first, at the second half? He was going to give it a go. I, but I mean, uh, that, that's only I can think of. But if, I assume they knew that he was hurt, so why risk it? I, I mean, granted, they only had one one substitution in their pocket, but I mean, what would uh, be more important: wasting the substitution less than a minute later, or? Oh, I mean, judging what Jesse said, I mean, he asked to come off. So my guess is he told them, I'm going to give it a shot. So and I think in certain plays, certain star players like that, you defer to the player, you know. I mean, that's what I would say with BWP for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think it was just a look, look, coach, let me let me give it a shot because we don't want to use up our third sub if we don't have to. And then that was it. But I, I, I got to say the – Giving up the lead. I mean, I know LA has been on a very good streak of not losing recently, but come on, you're up to nothing. They looked listless as hell, and it's not even like they sat back. Like they were still trying to play their game, and it's just like nothing. I I, I don't know what happened. Well, they had two good chances taken away. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, but even before that, I, they, when they left the first goal, it was just like all of a sudden, oh shit, Red Bulls in trouble. Like as soon as they scored that goal, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh shit, something's gonna happen here. I, it's it's for me. It's just so hard to get mad at this at this draw. It, 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 it is very very hard. It's not like the Philly game. It's it's just a tougher one because you saw how the game was called throughout throughout the whole thing. And MLS goes, yeah, they fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think uh, we all would have accepted getting away with with the point, but it clearly should have been a win. Or they get two PKs called and they miss them both. Then I, I then whatever. Then it then it's a it's a worse you know draw. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean at least at that point you can't argue we didn't get what we deserved because right. so you screwed up. But right. And, and in fairness, LA probably should have had their own penalty kick early in the first half. So I mean, sure, sure. It's not it's not like the Red Bulls were the only uh, no. The Red Bulls did get screwed most of this game because I think the foul calls was like seven for LA, fourteen for New York, and it was like one yellow card to three or something like that, and it's just like. If Lorenowitz is going to get the car is going to get suspended, then obviously that, like Pat said, you know, it's like that's a red card offense, right? Mm-hmm. So how is it not called during the game? I, you got me. So it sucks. I mean, was it Bob's after the year? Now, oh, I forget who it was. Was Pernell's after the year? No, Lane is after the year. After the year, Pernell four to six weeks. You got yeah. McCarty four to six weeks. 
beat up beast day to day at least. Right. Yeah. I'm, but I mean, like, Zubar's like one move away from the defense, <laughs> right? The rest, the rest of the defense. The rest of the defense is one one wrong move away. We're we're, we're pretty much back to where we were at the backline beginning of the year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's go positive before we stop talking about this one. Uh, likes this game. I'm gonna go first because I want to get this one in. Gonzalo Verón, thank you for scoring a goal, not because you don't deserve it, but because hopefully people will realize that you actually do shit now. <laughs> Sorry. I, just, I I know where Pat's gonna go, so I'm I'm just gonna go with you, Jay. And uh, you let's talk about Verón. Uh, you put him in his in the position. He he took BWP's spot, his spot in the game, and what did he do? Scored, Scored a goal. goal. He did what brother Vils should have been doing. Right. Yeah, gr- granted, granted, Ray Phillips wasn't getting the service. Right. So I mean, it's hard to blame Ray Phillips for not performing, but Verone did what he was supposed to do. That's, yep. That's what you put him in for. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm just gonna add on to that and. Uh, well, I think everybody knows listening to the show that I'm still on the Verone train, so I have not jumped. The tr- off the train, yeah. I love I love this bandwagon. I'm going to keep riding it. We might need to ride it this weekend. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think with Verone, it's just you know, it, it's again. I think he came in with the assumption he was going to play striker. Uh, that's why they tried four two 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 in the preseason, but then he got hurt, and that just derailed everything. So I really think that's what it comes down to, and why he has not performed up to expectations uh, at this point. Uh, I think my big light's got to be. Come on. The legend of Sean Davis begins. Right, huh? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the legend of Sean Davis begins. Um, you know, and really you can tack this on with Throne as well. Is that two guys who are not regular starters came up big in this game, uh, giving us two goals. Uh, both were very nice goals for that matter. Um, you know, so it was uh, definitely a good thing to see. And uh, it gave us uh, not only hope but excitement for a brief period until the inevitable wheels came off uh, and a late game collapse. So, um, yeah, you got to give uh, hats off to both and uh, good old Sean Davis. Should be starting over Sasha question now. Over <laughs> Sasha, I'm coming in. <laughs> I'll do this midfield myself. I'm good. I don't need anybody. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. So um, prediction wise for this game, uh, Pat, you called a two one loss. Truman a two nothing loss. I called it a one one draw. So I get a point, which puts me at the top of the standings. So that, that belt I never sent may never get sent. Oh, it's getting sent regardless. If I don't get it all this year, I'm getting it no matter who wins. <laughs> so I'm currently at 14 points, Pat at 13, Truman at 9. Mm. So there you go. Um, oh, we do have listener listener mail about this one. I completely forgot. We have a lot of listener mail. We do. We have a lot of listener mail. Um, Let's do it. Let's do it. Bring him up. All right, so actually, we also have a voicemail this Ooh. week. So not just email, voicemail. Uh, we're going to put the voicemail first. Uh, I don't know who this is. I don't... They didn't leave a name. But it's not uh, It's not our friend from Bayonne that hasn't called us in a while. Oh. Yeah. You know, I'm in Bayonne. I, ha- I haven't been able to find him. Tommy, where are you, buddy? I take care of his mother. Let us know how your mom's doing. Come on. All right, so here is the voicemail that we received. And for a point of reference... 11.42 p.m. Eastern Time <laughs> on Sunday is when we received this. So, so yeah. keep that in mind when you hear it. I don't know whether that was Roe or that was whatever in that, uh, Tim Matheson, but he only committed two penalties and should have been thrown out of the game. 
other than the fact that fact, uh, Grijalva missed a great game. Um, missed a red card uh, when he, when uh, Piranel was taken out, uh, having studs up on his plant foot. Miserable game by uh, Grijalva. Um, he should get his cane back uh, and his German Shepherd before he leaves uh, StubHub. But the uh, Red Bulls were, I mean, they fought like devils out there. God bless them. Look forward to seeing them on at uh, Montreal against Montreal on Saturday. I mean, that kind of sums up a lot of what we've been talking about pretty yeah. much, right? Well, I mean, he didn't, he didn't miss the game. He just, uh, you know, missed the things that could have, you know, actually been important in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. He was you know, like non-foul calls, not PK calls. Yeah. He's physically there. And so, by the way, I just, I'm, I'm re-watching the game as we record this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw the tackle on Wright Phillips on, like, in the, the 15th minute. How does a guy leave both of his feet, lunge at a player, and nothing gets called? Uh, MLS. Don't yeah, worry. Don't take another look at the referees. Don't worry. But remember, earlier in the year, Felipe, when we're playing at New England, went to go for the ball. His foot went over the ball. And his studs went into a player, and that was an automatic red card. MLS. Yep. All right, so two emails. Uh, the first is from Andrew. He says, and I'm pretty sure these are both on uh, Sunday night, by the way. He says, unacceptable. Fucking unacceptable. That ref is an absolute fucking idiot. This is clear proof that MLS gives preferential treatment to designated players and big teams. LA had, and this this next like five words is in all caps, by the way. One fucking yellow all game. And we had three injuries that needed players to be taken off. Bullshit. MLS needs to say something about tonight because we were robbed, plain and simple. Fuck that ref and fuck MLS, honestly. Uh, remember when we were a big team? I know. Yeah, that, that, remember the 1% Derby? <laughs> Alright, and uh, <laughs> this uh, second email comes from uh, David. I'm writing this probably too pissed off to think straight, but if it that if that is what the rest of our season will look like in high-profile games, they might as well not even show up. I have never seen such piss-poor refereeing in any sport, much less soccer, and MLS is the only league where this happens as blatant as tonight. Pro has become the main reason why MLS is has not been taken seriously, and the Rebels have a very real reason to be angry that the ref basically took the two PKs we were supposed to get and allowed LA to score them right after each blown call. I wouldn't say this is the only league where this happens. There's certainly some piss poor refereeing out maybe, there. But... Maybe it's the most obvious. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I've definitely watched EPO games where they're horrible. I mean, the one plus, I mean, I guess we can all look forward to is that in the statement MLS released about this game, uh, you know, they said replay would have solved these issues, and apparently we're looking at. MLS is looking at implementing replay in 2018. Um, so, although I, I forget where Matt Doyle said it, if he said it on our show or if he said it on Extra Time Radio, but I think the idea of just putting extra refs on the goal line would actually solve a lot of this, you know? I mean, it might not have solved, like, the red card situation with Loren Quits, but it would have at least solved the PK issue. So, you know, because I, I do worry about replay slowing the game down. All right, so uh, before we take a break, do you guys have uh, anything else about this game you want to talk about? No, it's good. The deep sigh, move on, I guess, right? Well, before we move on, we do we, we so we don't have an official guest for tonight because uh, wrestlers Ooh. apparently lose their cell phone chargers very easily. Yeah, we had a technical issue. <laughs> this time it's not at all. 
No, no, we we did everything right. We're back to normal this week, by the way. Yep. Um, so we don't have a quote guest, but we do have an extended rant from one Daniel Forestein. So we're going to take a quick break. You guys listen to that, and we will be back after this. Hello, the Red Bull rant. This is your good friend Daniel Feuerstein from Once a Metro. You know, I gotta say, Mr. Hilario Grajeda, who officiated the match this past Sunday night at the StubHub Center, or maybe his name should be Hilarious, because that was a hilarious form of an officiating job that I cannot believe I saw with my own eyes. Oh my fucking God. He missed two penalties. Two fucking penalties. Now I know Galaxy fans are going to say, well, he missed one for us, but we lost two. Mule being taken down by Kellen Rowe, and then, of course, Gonzalo Verón being taken down by Kellen Rowe. And, of course, not only you miss those, Jeff Laurentowitz gets basically sent back to the bench scot-free because that's the only way he gets off the field is through a substitution. How does he not get booked on that reckless challenge on Damian Perrinell and Studs' challenge on Kemar Lawrence's right leg? How is it possible the Red Bulls are not up a man through the rest of this freaking game? And at the same time, that could have been a straight red card as well. What is going on with Pro? Seriously, guys. Truman, Pat... I mean, Jason, I gotta tell you, what is going on with Pro? Do they not know what is, how, or how to officiate a match properly? How is it that Alex Mule gets booked for a simple shirt tug, yet Jeff Laurentowitz was able to stay on the field till he got subbed off by Arena? This is unbelievable what's going on here. Our guys are getting chopped down. And as they are getting chopped down, they're getting injured. And the officials on the field, the main referees on the field, are not doing their fucking jobs that they're supposed to do. I I mean, what's the point of it anyway? Seriously. This disciplinary committee. I mean, have they suspended Jeff Laurentowitz yet? They better, because if they don't, this is getting absolutely ridiculous on how our guys are getting chopped down, they're getting injured four to six weeks the plateau uh, tibia fracture for Dax McCarty. Now it's Damian Perrinell's ankles that are messed up. Four to six weeks also will be missed. I mean, for goodness sakes, what the hell is going on with Pro? And why is it always at the beginning of the seasons they're cracking down on these types of tackles and we're now in the middle towards the end of the seasons and everything is up for grabs? It is ridiculous to see what the hell is going on, and I'm getting sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of pro. I'm sick and tired of the disciplinary committee. And you know what? Maybe, maybe Peter Walton, maybe they're not listening to him anymore. Maybe the referees don't care for him anymore. I don't know. But obviously, 
this is getting out of hand, completely out of hand, and they need to make hard changes now, or else it's a free-for-all, and maybe it's time the Red Bull players should do a little payback. If they get sent off, you know what? Where was this? A couple of matches ago, when certain players should have been sent off for these reckless challenges on the Red Bull players. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. Uh, we have two games to preview uh, this coming week. The first one is on Saturday, August 13th, 7 p.m. Uh, the Red Bulls will be taking, or hosting, sorry, the Montreal Impact, which is a match that will be coming after Forza Lucha, which we will get to in a, in a little bit. Uh, this game is 7 p.m. on MSG proper, for those of you that won't be at the stadium. Mm. So let's get right into this one with our predictions. Truman, you can go first. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday against Montreal? All right. I'm bringing it back, baby. I know we got a lot of injuries. Uh, we're dropping points, but this is a great home team. Uh, this is a, it's on a, it's, I'm going to say it's a must-win game for the Red Bulls, a must-win, because Montreal's right there. Montreal's got games in hand. You come off another disappointing uh, road draw. I am going with the reverse Thierry Henry. I'm doing it again. I know he's gone, but he's not forgotten. The reverse Thierry Henry. It's Forza Lucha weekend. This is how it's going down. 4-1 to the Red Bulls. I don't think the Forza Lucha effect can be underestimated. I mean, what? They've won every time Forza Lucha has happened, uh, two, right? 2-0-1. Two oh uh, okay. 2-0-1. Oh All right. Well, so they've done pretty well. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, Montreal, again, they are right there. And But, I mean, you said it there. You, Red Bulls are a great home team. I'm... If Bradley Ray Phillips doesn't start, I mean, we've seen that Verone can perform. Um, you know, the dude from Israel, whose name I already forgot, you know, he's there. Maybe he could come in if, he, if need be. Um, you know, for all Zubar's flaws, he's okay. And Colin has still been great. Um, and then, you know, you got Duvall or Zizo. Preferably Duvall, I'd say at this point, uh, manning the rights to replace late. I think they're okay. So, I, I mean, I really do think they'll be fine. I'm not going to quite go. I'm not going to go Thierry Henry, but uh, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a shutout, though. So, I'm going to go 2 nothing. Yeah, I'm not going the reverse Henry either. That's just. Whatever. I'm a man. It's fine. It's fine. So, someone's going to have a crazy prediction at least once this year. All right. I don't think I've done one this year, so. No, I don't think you have. Uh, I think I'm going to go. 2-1 victory for the Red Bull. I think uh, even though they're coming off of a very tough draw and you know with the injuries, unfortunately, stockpiling, uh, they have been a very good team at home this year. They have very rarely dropped points. I mean, before uh, Thomas McNamara scored for NYCFC, they went like six whole games without giving up a goal at home. So, you know, that place is a fortress for the Red Bulls this year. Uh, Montreal, I honestly don't know how they've been doing this year, but... I know they're below us in the standings, so I imagine it's going to be a close game because what's the hell's the guy's name? I can't even remember the guy from Montreal now. Didier Drogba. Thank you. Didier Drogba. Because you know he's going to do something just because he's Drogba. Um, Drogba. I, I, I see this being I see this being two one. Um, 
Ray Phillips or Verone, whoever is going to score at least one. And it's not a question for the other because why not? Or maybe Sean Davis because he, you know, is going to take over. That's that's what happens when Sean Davis gets on the field, right? He just takes over. Oh, he's the boss. All right. Uh, so that's the Montreal game. The second game, which we won't predict, is uh, the Rebels' second CCL game of 2016. Uh, let me look up the standings actually, so we know where we are. Good. We've only played one game, so I, yeah. I bet we're in first. We're one and well, one and zero with, th- with three points, and so one team does it. Group stage. We are good. We're good. We. Oh, this is only the second. Oh, I thought this was the third group stage game. It's only the second. Wow. We we just told you. Yeah. <laughs> we so just told you twice. Well, I I was busy looking it up, so I wasn't paying too much attention. I'm sorry. So Red Bulls will take on or travel down to face. Uh, Alonzo, I guess how you say it. Uh, from uh, yeah, I, I, Xavi Alonzo from uh, El Salvador. Um, apparently, they're going to bring their own food and whatever else they can bring with them on a charter flight. So I guess they're going to be like. <laughs> and hopefully, they don't get ZK. <laughs> yeah. Um, the game will be broadcast on Red Bulls Radio and possibly Concast Facebook page, since that's apparently where games are being broadcast now. Yay! Which let me just—I think I mentioned this the last game. Does Concacaf not have any money? Because I'm pretty sure you could either put it on YouTube, and or do higher quality video than we had for the other game. I think they're just gonna periscope the whole game. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's someone for their iPhone. Yeah, and then like it dies in the 65th minute. <laughs> that's what you, you happen when you don't bring your charger with you to the press box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never forget your charger. So I know we're not going to predict the scoreline, but how do you guys feel about this game? Is this going to be a classic CONCACAF get a draw on the road, or, or oh, I'm sure. see the Red Bulls possibly draw points? Who doesn't like a good old-fashioned Red Bulls re- a road draw, right? Yeah. yeah. Come on, we're getting used to them now. Keep it rolling. Who knows who's going to be in this game? Maybe nobody. You remember when, back when we had no draws, like, 12 games into the season? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now we complain every time they get one on the road. Yep. <laughs> ah, man. Now, I'm a bit of an expert in El Salvador. I've been to their airport. Uh, <laughs> more than me. You know? Wait, hold uh, on. Wait, hold on. I, I, I sat in the stands with El Salvadorian fans at the Gold Cup when you went back to the parking lot. Oh, you did. That's true. That is true. So yeah. I've been at least around the soccer fans. Yeah. Well, I've been to their airport. So um, let's just hope that they don't have to walk across the tarmac like I did. Because they don't have the thingies for some of the planes. Uh, Brakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the thingies that they attach to the plane so you can get off it. They don't have those so much. Gangways? Yeah. I didn't know they had a real name. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's a thing. This is going to have yeah. a name, right? Meh. Or so, you just call them the stairs, too. That's the thing. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, that's about all the insight I can give. Uh, well, they didn't do so hot when they went to FAS a couple of years ago in El Salvador, but I still think I think this is a better team. Um, I think they'll be prepared properly by Jesse. And yeah, I think they'll come. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll come away with the draw. Because it's going to be a hack fest. It's going to be a typical CONCACAF hack fest. You mean like the, the game at Red Bull Arena? Yeah, pretty much. Until, until the Red Bull scored, and then they're like, oh, shit, we need to score goals. Let's not yeah. hack people to death. Yeah, it's just hack, 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 pretend, you know, just like the, uh, I wish we had the drop for Mighty... Uh, Mighty Ducks, like, take the fall, act, hurt, get indignant. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how many CONCACAF teams have actually used Mighty Ducks as inspiration for that. Probably if, a lot. If, if, if it's at least five, I'll be surprised. 
I bet um, you Mighty, Mighty Ducks probably started as like a CONCACAF soccer movie, and then someone's like, you know what? We should make this hockey. <laughs> Disney's hey, like, hmm. Hey, you know, this, you know this team in California that, that nobody really knows about? We're going to use them as a promotional prop. <laughs> yeah. The Quack Attack is back, Jack. Uh, Truman, thoughts? Or you just... I just said Rojaw. What, what, what more do you want from me? I, I don't know. Good God, man! Maybe, maybe some anecdotes about you flying down to El Salvador and using their uh, their airport. I don't know. Oh, that, we know that's not happening. I'm not going to fly south of Texas. <laughs> it's dangerous down there. I don't know what's going to happen. All right. Um, Sky Blue FC, I think they were still on a break, right? Still on a break, but uh, the women, you know, U.S. women's doing all right, you know. Hope Solo, Hope Solo getting hilariously booed. <laughs> I mean, really hilariously booed. Uh, they're they're chanting Zika when she takes goal kicks, so that's pretty funny. Good grief! <coughs> and uh, let's see, they're going to take on uh, Sweden after finishing top of their group. Uh, when's the game? Tomorrow, I thought. I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, tomorrow. Uh, or so, August twelfth, one p.m. Uh, local time, twelve p.m. Eastern. Yep. On NBC Sports. So there's that. Um, Let's see. So the other teams that advanced to the quarterfinals for the women's are uh, China, Germany, Canada, France, Brazil, and Australia. Uh, we could beat them all. Yep, we could. We're, we're good. We're good. Shut them down. All right. So uh, traditionally, this is the place where we do our dumping ground stuff. Uh, we're going to not do that this week in favor of Forza Lucha. First, before we get to that, though, Truman, mm. team of the week. we got to get that out of the way. Okay, we'll make it quick. Uh, I, I'm going to give this one to, the, to San Jose because they had a scoreless draw against NYCFC at home, and they had at least 400 chances to score in that second half because I watched the whole thing. I mean, they had chance after chance after. I don't even know if uh, the Smurfs got the ball on the other side of the field that whole second half. It was unbelievable. So, I mean, very, very shameful. You're on Unimas, quote-unquote, national TV. You can't even score a goal at home. Boo. Brutal. Boo you. Boo you. I think that's one of the first times you used the West Coast team for a terrible team of the week. Uh, no, I think Dallas was victim. Yeah. Dallas has been a victim because yeah. they got trounced once. Yeah, whatever. We're East Coast people. Nothing west of the Mississippi matters. True. Uh, all right, so uh, if this is the point of the show where you do not want to listen to wrestling... You suck. But feel free to turn us off. You suck! Nope. No, you're leaving it on because it's going to be great. Oh, do you not like giving money to children's charities? Yeah, go ahead. Turn the show off, jerk. What are you, an asshole? Yeah, go ahead, you bum. <laughs> if you're not no. regularly giving money to children's charities, you just might be a monster. You are a terrible person. All right, so Truman. Yes, sir. Forza Lucha. Yeah. Uh, this is the fourth edition of it, isn't it? This is the fourth edition, and it's uh, the third spot, the third location that we've had the show in. Yeah, we've kept it within this, like, quarter-mile radius of uh, venues, which is nice. So I, I give you guys the details all the time, but here they are again. It's going to be Saturday. Uh, doors are at noon. Show's going to start around 1 o'clock. It's at the Rio Lounge. Uh, I think the address is 618 Market Street. You all have Google. You could just look it up on Google. Uh, it's an outdoor show, so it's going to be very, very hot. So I re- recommend if you're coming to the show, bring a bottle of water. Uh, Real Lounge is going to have water and drinks and everything else there for sale, but I'm just saying do yourself a favor and just bring a bottle of water. We're going to try to work on some kind of shade uh, for some of the fans. I can't guarantee anything, but we're going to try to work something out there. Uh, bring a parasol if you have one. 
I, I recommend that too. Bring I mean, if you like one of those little pop up tents. Yeah, yeah. Bring 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 some canopies if you got them. Um, uh, Tr- Truman, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we are going to be blocking the view from the street, correct? Yes, we will be blocking the view from the street, so you're not going to be able to just hang out on the sidewalk and watch. Okay, well, that actually really wasn't why I was bringing that up, because then I was going to say, if you want to stay cool, you can come naked, because it will be private. Good thinking. <laughs> All right, there you go. The, hey, that's just, a very weird suggestion. I just, I just might shoot the event, dude. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, what, what the city can't see can't hurt them, right? Exactly, exactly. So, uh... Enough with all that chit-chat. By the way, it is $10 a uh, donation to get in. Uh, we're going to have amazing raffle prizes, amazing, like tons of autographed Red Bull stuff, posters, balls, jerseys, crazy stuff. Um, I hope we're going to have a wrestler's autograph poster again this year. Ton of great stuff. Sky Blue uh, autograph stuff. It's going to be great. But let's talk about the matches, and then I want you guys to make your picks for each match, okay? I am not going to make picks because uh, I'm one of the guys in charge of the show, so it wouldn't be fair. Because then I could I could use my sway to make certain things happen, you know. Um, but we're gonna. You're not, you're not the evil McMahon, so yeah. No. So uh, okay. we're gonna start off with a. Uh, there was a Newark Street fight last year. You don't know what could happen. So we're gonna we're gonna start off uh, talking about the Dan Champion Memorial Battle. It's not a really a battle royal, so it's really just kind of a four-man war. Uh, Dan Champion Dan is not Champion. dead. Rest in peace. He, oh, he, okay. Yeah, <laughs> his career rest in peace. He's not dead, but according to Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, he's dead to them, so it's a memorial oh. battle. Uh, it's the Battle of Big Men. We're going to have uh, Chris Seaton, who was there last year. Oleg the Usurper, of course. Uh, the Big Deal Craig Steele, a newcomer to the show this year. And uh, another newcomer to the show... The abominable CPA. Uh, he didn't want to be in this match, but he is. You, did somebody pull commissioner power on him? Uh, well, he kind of made of a boo boo, so now he's going to be in. He's going to be in the match accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going with you, like usurper, because the one time I, the the Forza Lucha I was at was Forza Lucha Dos, and he taught a kid how to seal a pen out of my hand in front of me. Wow. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so I have to give it. To uh- him. I'm going to go with the abominable CPA. I think he'll somehow win this match with his math powers. <laughs> so now let's talk about... Uh, there was an incident at a uh, N64 No Mercy tournament between Brandon Kirk and Nicholas K. So they're now going to settle it in a no-DQs hardcore match. Uh, both vets of the show. Uh, this is, I think, Brandon Kirk's second... Lucha, and this is uh, Nicholas Case. No, this I think is Kirk's third, and uh, Case second. So who do you got here? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, veteran. I, I, who, I forget who. I, it's I Kirk versus K. Kirk versus K. All right, which one was in there for three years? Because I forgot who used. Uh, Brandon Kirk. All right, then it's got to be Kirk. I mean, come on, the veteran of Forza Lucha. Yeah, he's got yeah. it. I'm going to go with K. I think you know. I saw him. He's a wily little guy. Uh, I think he will pull this one. And it's true. For sure. So now we're going to talk about a tag team match. Uh, again, a, ret- a returning, I won't call him a favorite, but he is uh, Ecuador's favorite son. And this is yet again the weekend of the Ecuadorian Festival. Uh, not the parade, but the Ecuadorian Festival. So that is the return of Juan Francisco de Coronado. This year he is in a tag team match, and his tag team partner is uh, wrestling's uh, Rich. Uh, 
yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to space on his nickname, but, oh, he's wrestling's richest prize, and he's Darius Carter. They'll be taking on another two newcomers, Jose and Hosby, Team España. Oh, boy. Oh, you know, when, when, you, when your names think... line up as Jose and Hosby, I, I have to give it to you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the logical choice. You, you, your names are in order. It just makes things easier. They're going to win. Uh, I think, you know, Juan Francisco Coronado is not going to let down the Ecuadorian faithful like he did last year. So I definitely think he is going to come out on top and, you know, with the, uh, in his tag match against Team Espana for sure. All right. Now, uh, we have, we have a trios match, of course, because we always have a trios match. And I think you guys know who we're talking about. The Gentleman's Club has returned, but since Dan Champion is dead to those guys. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor have a new tag team partner, and that's Johnny Silver, making this the Silver Age of the Gentlemen's Club. Oh! And they will be facing three newcomers that we have that they well they don't know who's coming to wrestling, but we call them Ladies Night, and that is Tara Calloway, Vanity, and Ariella Nix. Oh! So, Very do you nice. pick the ladies or do you pick the gentlemen? You know, if the women are willing to get in the ring and take on the men like that, I have I have to think that the women are just going to kick their ass. It it just feels that way, right? I mean, if you, if you're willing to if you're willing to fight in that match, I I just feel like you have the upper hand. Well, Jay, let let me let you know. I'll let you know that uh, these three women they they're no stranger to uh, fighting guys. No oh, strangers at all. See, that just gives them an even bigger. This is this is not a first time. They don't. They all have experience. Uh, taking on guys, they're not scared. You see, I, and I would say being the gentlemen's club would be a disadvantage, but I know for a fact they're not gentlemen because I, I did see them at Force Lucha Joe's and they did not act like gentlemen that night. <laughs> they are wily, but I, I, if if they are if they are used to fighting men, then that's even more of an advantage for them. I, I, I'm going with the women for this one. I'm gonna Bobby Heen in this and just say, you know, the gentlemen's club, well, they're a gentleman in the ring. I don't know what you're talking about, and. Uh, <laughs> I think they will treat these women with respect, not even lay a hand on them. And I think they'll lose by default in that case. Hmm. <laughs> wow. So you, your pick is uh, Gentlemen's Club losing by default. By default, because they're gentlemen and will not lay their hands on women. All right, gotcha. Now, the final thing we're going to talk about is the Forza Lucha Cup. First thing I have to tell everybody is that Joey Janela is not returning this year because he really, really messed himself up uh, flying off a building and smashing in the back of a truck uh, during a match. So uh, he will not be defending. It It was on fire. Uh, There was glass. There was barbed wire. There was all kinds of things going on back there. See, this is what you do, kid. You don't jump off of buildings onto burning wreckage. Right. (laughs) So he's a little nicked up. Unless you want the national coverage that Joey Janela got. That's right. That's right. He was on ESPN for it. Uh, so, yeah, he will not be able to defend his title, so we're going to have, one way or the other, uh, a new winner. Now, these matches are going to be three semifinal matches. All three winners go to the finals. These matches will be announced day of. It's random draw. So I'm just going to give you guys the names, and you guys can make your pick. So the names are Frightmare, Smiley, Silver Ant, Worker Ant, Matt McIntosh and Amasis. And don't forget, all of these guys are Forza Lucha vets. You go first, Pat. Uh, um, Amasis. And that's because I was sending a text message, and that's the only name I remember. (laughs) 
I'm going worker ant because you know he's going to work for it. He does work hard for the money. Yeah. So is this is this going to be the third straight? Because uh, I, honestly, I wasn't there last year, and I haven't watched Forza Lucha three yet. I probably should get around to that. Actually, Forza Lucha Trace, I should say. Um, is this going to be the third different Forza Cup champion? Yes, it will, because um, Fire Ant is not in the tournament, and like I said, Joey uh, is injured, so he cannot defend it. So you'll have a brand new Forza Lucha Cup champ. Now, I yeah. Think that, for what it's worth, I do think there's a chance Joey Janela comes back, and Jim Ross shows up and just says, Oh, my God! Oh, my God! It's the Jersey boy! He's back! He's back from injury! Oh, my it, God! I can't believe it! It's got to be! It's got to be Janela! It's carnage! It's total carnage! Oh, damn you, Mr. McMahon! We will try not to park a pickup truck in there. Yeah, well, you know there's a damn you, Mr. McMahon, in there somewhere. <laughs> um, a few more things I'll mention. Uh, the pre-show is going to be hosted again by the Heavenly Podcast. The guys are going to be doing our commentary for the show. And they are going to have a really cool game for the pre-show. Uh won't get into details, but just I uh, hope you know where all these uh, all WWE wrestlers are from. That's all I'm going to say. Just got to know where they're from. That's all. And Eric Corvus is returning this year, but he is our commissioner. Oh, man. So if anyone gets out of hand, Eric Corvus will be putting them in their place. Yeah. Does that mean there's going to be backstage vignettes of overly sexualized storylines? <laughs> I would say we're more PG-13 era than Attitude era WWE, but... Um, I'm sure you'll see a backstage vignette here or there. All right. What's a show without a good promo, right? Come on. Absolutely. It's all about the promo. How else do you sell it? So uh, definitely check out our Facebook and Twitter. They're both for Zalucha. We have the tickets for sale. If you want a shirt or a scarf, the only way you can guarantee you one is getting it uh, before 7 o'clock Friday night. Then you can guarantee yourself a seat and a shirt or a scarf. And uh, both are amazing. Amazing. The fact that you have Sweet. scarves. I, it makes me wish I could be there now. Yeah, me, yeah me what happened? Drop the ball. Me too. Then we'd be able to get my championship belt. It's called stuff. Yeah, stuff that's happens. true. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mail you that belt when you win it again. <laughs> After you pry it from my cold dead hands. Sure. <laughs> uh, so is that it for Forza Lucha? That is it. If you have any questions, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, Jay's going to tell you what my Twitter account is, so you can always bug me too. Yeah. Uh, but again, bring bring a bottle of water, dress light. It's going to be real, real hot. Real hot. So hot. I wonder how many people actually got the reference. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at whatsmetro.com slash red hyphen bowl hyphen rant. Uh, help us by going to patreon.com slash red bowl rant throwing a few bucks our way. You can email us at redbowlrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Leave a voicemail. Uh, Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMACD82 for Pat at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud.com, Google Play Music, pretty much anywhere where you can find a podcast will be there. Last words before we get out of here. You don't lose on Forza Lucha Day. So win. That's right. Win, baby. I feel like you guys need a video, by the way. I just, just had to tell you. I think you need someone to do a Rex Manning Day video for Forza Lucha. I like it. I, I think I think uh, I think I have to do that. Sure. <laughs> Pat's like shit. Another thing I have to do. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number one hundred and ninety-five of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights. 